Welcome back to another special episode of Two Broke Twimbos. As you guys are aware, Dan is away because the simp decided to get married. Big, big loser energy. Big loser energy. Shadaya would be very disappointed. But we're here with the with the, with the, the podcast for you. I think this is, this is what your your third time on the podcast. Second time, third time. Yeah, it should be my third time. Should be my third time. Third time on the podcast. I mean, he's been mentioned multiple times. Uh, none other than our boy ASAF, aka Quan Fi. Yes, sir. What's up? Yes, sir. <laughs> that's 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 when you know someone really knows you. You know what I mean? From like day one, they knew about you. You Quan Fire. I feel you. Ah, uh, fam, you, you know, I was actually, weirdly enough, you might not even remember this. I was going through the SoundCloud page because we, we did the rebrand from the blog to the company stuff. So I was removing yeah. stuff that wasn't associated with the company. And I've got your, yeah. I've got your first mixtape that you dropped as Quanfire there. And then I, I, I even got the <laughs> Berg Boy stuff. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> hey, shout out to you, man. You've been part of the journey, bro. So yeah, man. To see it, to see from from that to Berg Boys, to to the movement you started building in Bulawayo, to where you at now with Def Jam, it's been quite the progression. So man, tell us, man. Since the last time you're on the podcast, which is actually that's another weird thing I just realized. Like last time you're on the podcast, I was in SA, Dan was recording. Now it's the other way around. Yeah. So yeah, it's the other way around. What, what what's it what's it been like those past two years since you've been on the podcast, man? There's a lot's been happening. Give us give us the update. Yo, man. Um what I think two of the most like important things to note, things that kind of set these two years on a certain path was COVID, you know, the whole lockdown situation, and also losing Kelvin. You know what I mean? I mm. feel like those things really uh took a toll on me, music wise, career wise, trying to figure out like, yo. Is there really a point to all this? You know what I mean? If the world can get closed in two seconds or you you can be an artist, like all this talent, you lose your life. You know what I mean? And things, life just goes on. So I guess um, just moving through life numb, a little numb, making decisions that I feel were best for me. You know what I mean? So uh, just really exp- trying to stay afloat, keep my head above the water. And that's what the whole project is about. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's been a it's been a roller coaster, but I'm glad that I'm still here. All right, man. I mean, you started on a very somber tone, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, bro. Because I mean, I I think for everyone involved, it's it's a really painful wound because there hasn't been any closure yet. You know, it's still still an yeah. unsolved it's an unsolved case. But as someone who was in Bulawayo and also someone who worked with him. What was it like um, having to deal with losing Kelvin? It was like losing a battery, bro. Losing like an energizer. You know what I mean? Because he was the one leading from the front, making sure that it's competitive, making sure that it's it's aggressive. You know what I mean? He was a big brother. So like, it's kind of like losing leadership. And now everyone is just trying to figure out, you know what I mean? What to allow your you know what I mean? Like losing, like, like inspiration. You know what I mean? Because he was my brother. People tried to have us go at it, and I'm sure that like energy kind of pushed us forward individually. So yeah, we really, we really lost, we lost a lot once he left the life. Mm, mm. So I think 
that's probably the hardest thing for us from Harare to gauge because like I pop into Bulawayo, you know, for a couple of days at a time and then I pop out. But every time I do, there's always a stark difference in like the culture, the way people move. And like, I appreciate yeah. the movement. Um, obviously, yeah. be- because of like fi- finances and support, it's always difficult for it to cross over. But yeah, like what 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 would you say the hip hop movement specifically, especially where you were involved, was like while Kelvin was still here, and, and what happened after? Like on the ground, how has it affected you as an artist, and how has it affected the movement? I mean, I guess you know, people realizing like what I realized, you can be passionate about something, go so hard for it. And your life is cut short, you know what I mean? Before the truest potential of your your gift, your talent, your hustle, your grind, you as a person, before that full potential is realized, you know what I mean? So I guess it just demoralized a lot of people. Uh, you know what I mean? Belief went down a whole lot. I'm sure there were a lot of people who were inspired by him. It's generally a feeling of hopelessness, you know what I mean? When you see someone with so much talent, and it, their life gets cut short before that talent actually materializes into like its fullest potential and what it can bring back. You know what I mean? So it can demoralize a lot of artists because a lot of people really looked up to Calvin. He had a huge fan base, a huge following here. You know what I mean? And with him um, going so soon the way he did, it kind of just maybe made people not believe anymore, uh, not, not, not have the guts or the courage to dream anymore. But I was also saying, like, that's, um, it's now up to us who are remaining, who are still active, especially doing it at, at the high level that we were doing with Calvin, like, just to put in twice as much work, you know what I mean? And, and let the people know that we're still here. There's still a reason to believe and go forward. Mm. And I mean, yeah, that's, ah. what, that's what I had to do. I had to realize that, man, I won't be able to, I can't cry forever. And it's actually more honoring to his legacy to carry on tradition and take it forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Word, word. I hear you. I hear you. So I think in, in that respect, you've pretty, uh, well, without without speaking out of turn, but I think it's pretty safe to say you've taken the mantle and probably one of the foremost rappers from uh, Bulawayo since. Um, what has it been like? Because Heavy is the head, man. Talk to us about that. Yeah. I mean, it comes with a lot of pressure worse on this whole Def Jam level, you know what I mean? A lot of people are expecting so much. So I guess it's just about me, like, keeping a sober, clear mind and making sure that I'm making the right decisions each step I get. And I know sometimes some decisions might not be popular for what the fans want or what the city fathers need or what the whole uh, Zim hip-hop game is needing from me at that time, but you know what I mean? I, I believe God has blessed me with foresight. I'm also trusting in God and his direction. So it, it's a really tricky moment, but I, I I like what Solomon did. He just asked for wisdom. You know what I mean? So when I pray, that's all I'm asking for. I'm like, God, me, help me make wise decisions, smart decisions. Let me move slick so that I can make the most of the situation. Mm, mm, mm. So, 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 walk us through some of those like decisions. Um, even like, let's start with the, with the signing because we haven't even spoken about that. Like, how did that come about? Who hit? Who did? Who up? Why did you decide to go with with Def Jam? And what, what's it been like since? I mean, they checked me. I think I was spotted twenty nineteen at this uh, homecoming. There was this Bulawayo shutdown event, so it was being sponsored by Universal as well. 
So I'm sure, I guess they had some scouts there or they had heard that there's an ASAP from Skies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So during the whole, like, uh, putting together of that show, I was meeting with people. You know, when you start meeting with people behind closed doors, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was one of those things. It was pretty exciting, you know what I mean? Because it was, it felt like an international standard is kind of like acknowledging that, yo, we see you from... Zimbabwe, from Africa, Zimbabwe, Wulawayo, you know what I mean? As a, <laughs> so it felt like it felt like a real cosign or a real okay, well, we're moving in the right direction. Because the previous year I had a nomination for uh MTV Africa music or music awards, something like that. The Mamas, you know what I mean? Listener's mm-hmm. choice. And like that was another hint to say, bro, you're going in the right direction. You are getting um, acknowledged by such platforms. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was pretty exciting. And being with them, because uh, we, we only managed to really sign that like uh, last year because of the whole COVID situation. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. also delayed the whole process. So things really started moving um, at a quicker pace like last year. So since then, it's been a learning experience. You know what I mean? For me and for them as well, because... I think Zimbabwe is a different terrain, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I, I'm my heart, and in all the meetings I have, I always let them know my heart is to not leave what I've built in Zim behind, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's it's what the, 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 the type of situation I've been having is a learning curve for both of us because I have big, big dreams and big plans with this whole Def Jam move, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So people should just keep watch and expect to be impressed all right all right all right dope man so uh, moving on to the project itself big mofu shout out to the mitipo um <laughs> this this is essentially like an uh i would say an ep right is, is this like an ep just to test the waters yeah. before you guys go full throttle into a project um what, what was the reason behind going seven tracks that- Yo, to be honest, like Tebelele was actually to test the waters. You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, uh, Big Mofu EP, that's hip hop. That's the sound I've been doing ever since. You know what I mean? So that was a short bit for me to say, yo, uh, if you put out like a, a seven track EP, like it'll, it'll be received well. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm so glad that the team that I'm working with on the label, I sent them the, the project. They gave it a listen. And they love what they heard, you know what I mean? They were like, yo, yeah, we believe that this is something we can put out. So that's how we, we got the thing out there. And my initial idea or plan for it was before we get into anything that might confuse the listener or might confuse someone who has been with me from day one, let me do this seven-track EP as a, like, as a catch, to catch people up, you know what I mean? The last project I put out was in 2019, The People's Rapper. So between then and now, like what what's been my state of mind? What's what have I been thinking about? What a, you know what I mean? What's been on my heart and my mind? And for me, Big Mofo just represents rebirth. You know what I mean? Remembering who you are, remembering what your mission is, and just sticking to it. You know what I mean? Like getting back to who you are as a person before you get influenced by all these other voices. I mean, your totem is personal down to your family. You know what I mean? So that that that's what this project was about. And yeah, that's basically how it came up. 
right, all right, all right. So the, the other thing I noticed throughout the project is you, you got a lot of skits, but they're very Zimbabwean, like focused skits or, or interludes yeah, or, or little yeah. musings. Uh, yeah. A, why? And B, like, why did you choose to discuss those particular topics? So check this out, like, and this may be like the first time I'm speaking about it. So it might be a nice exclusive on your, exclusive, on, on exclusive, your podcast. Exclusive. Feel me? But I, I initially, I initially had like the actual, like actual skits because on the project I ended up just like doing it myself with my voice. You know what I mean? But I had actual audio inserts, cutouts, you know, from different interviews. TikToks and speeches and stuff. It was just to give it a sort of to give body to the music, to give a certain um reference, you know what I mean, to the music, like on Tukuzi Flow. Um, I had this uh interview of uh Tuku speaking about identity and all that. And for people to hear that voice, you know what I mean, it'll resonate more. It'll give someone a more deeper connection, attachment to the project or to the music. It actually feels like a Zimbabwean documentary, an urban hip hop Zimbabwean documentary. You know what I mean? On keeping it G, I had the skits by Tiangwa where he's in his in his Rolls Royce and he's being interviewed. Like you don't stop for the police, you know what I mean? And he's hmm. it was it sounded like a movie, trust me. So I always do like even if you listen to my my old projects, I always want to do stuff like that just to bring context, just to bring a bit of culture to like what my music is about and where I draw my inspiration from. You know what I mean? For for this project, it was the Janimbis of this world. You feel me? It was Oliver Mtukudzi. It was uh, Chiangwa. It was myself. You know what I mean? So I really want people to listen to my music and hear relatable voices, hear relatable stories and ideas that make the people feel like they are part of the story. You know what I mean? Because Tuku is a part of all of us. Janimbi belongs to a part of all of us. You know what I mean? We're all there in his lives turning up. You know what I mean? So I just want to give that people that experience, the people that experience. All right, man. That's dope. That's dope. So what's the reception been like? Um, obviously, you've got your established fan base, but you're also trying to expand outside that. What's the reception been like with both yeah. classes, the your existing fan base and the new guys you're trying to attract? Yeah. Um, it was pretty good on both ends. You know what I mean? The people who've always been rocking with me, I feel like this was standard for them. You know what I mean? So they were just like, okay, cool. And then the people who probably had heard one or two songs or, you know what I mean, was their first time hearing a full project from me. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the best project I've ever heard from Zim. Oh my Lord. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So it's pretty exciting to see people reacting to my music like that. And for me to get like love like that, you know what I mean? For a project, um, that really just came out. We didn't really do a lot for the marketing. You know what I mean? We didn't really do a lot for the hoo-ha hype online. People just knew that there was a, a tape coming out. It's going to be on the label, the title, the album art. But we, I mean, we managed to print for two days until, until soccer started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're training in Zim number one. So I felt like, okay, people are talking about it. People are like looking at it in that way. You know what I mean? I'm someone who always wants to call my blessings and always say like, if we're doing the usually, you know, you'd sit down with like <laughs> with your hype team and say, okay, I'm going to sling. But this time it was literally just let let's let's give it to the people and see what it can do. And like I won't lie, even my mom and dad actually called me and they were like, Oh, we're seeing all the reviews. 
we're hearing people like some of our friends are even like texting us saying oh your son's music is amazing you know what i mean so it's pretty dope it's pretty dope all right so so let's talk about that because obviously you come from a very religious background um what's it like yeah. uh for religious parents to hear their son making secular music i mean like with my music it's not like you know uh unreasonably profane <laughs> you feel me it's mm. not like um they're really like calling girls out their name out of after every song you know what i mean talking about sex in the most explicit way on every song like my music is more message based that i'm a more for project based artist i can do this even if you were to listen to my singles that i was releasing from 2018 until like 2020 we're talking about vibe is correct there's positive messages in there of talking about like soul we're all connected like soul we're talking about back to december which is just a feel-good anthem you know what i mean my project, my music is really message-based because I'm here just to make music for two seconds and people enjoy or whatever. I come here on a mission and there's, there's a purpose that God has put me on this earth. There's a purpose God made me as Zimbabwean, born in Zimbabwe, born in Wulawiu, get signed to Def Jam. Like God is up to something and I'm just going to stick to the mission, stick to the message he's given me. And once I, once that platform is open, bro, and I'm going to be top of the world, everyone is going to hear my message. Trust. Uh-huh. So for the, oh, sorry, I digress. So like, for, <laughs> so for my parents, it's actually, they, they feel it. They, my dad would tell me, yo, I was listening to Mtukuzi Flow. When you're saying ABC, yo, I, I really relate with that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's been cool. It's been cool. All right, man. That's dope. That's dope. Um, actually, I got, I got so many questions. I'm going to over the place, but let me, let me, I'll come back to this. But the other thing I wanted to ask was, um, you used to be on radio. Um, why, why yeah. did, you, why did you leave? Because I think like this, this wouldn't this be like a good cheat code? Like, yo, hey guys, new music from this guy I don't know called ASAF. <laughs> You're playing it all hour. <laughs> well, the thing, the, the thing was, the thing was initially when I got onto radio in the first place, I wasn't looking to even play hip hop. You know what I mean? I was doing it more as a personal development situation and get myself like diversified. Cause I would love to end up presenting even TV. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I know that I know that this meant to get podcasts, but I feel like my head is screwed on a bit. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Might end up with a podcast myself. You know what I mean? Just talking about different things of culture wise as well. So, I, I was I did it as developing myself. I wasn't on there to say, yo, I want to play hip hop or I want to play only my hip hop, you know what I mean? So eventually when when the station asked me to say, I mean, you are a hip hop guy, so please play hip hop, I made a rule. I won't play myself because like what's the point? I'm there to open the door for other people. You know what I mean? I'm I'm there to be a blessing to other people. I'm not that dead. Like a a, a tree doesn't eat its own fruits, you know what I mean? Like other people are, are around the tree are the ones who actually pick up the fruit and eat it. So me being on that platform, I knew I've got the power. Yeah, I've been number one on Sky's Metro FM. I've been number one on ZFM. So now that I'm on radio, let me like assist another guy and let him sh- and show them the way. This is how you can become number one. You know what I mean? So that, that was just my mindset. All right. All right. I know Mr. Pistol Development. Okay. So... <laughs> on the on the flip side is i would assume like signing with def jam is so that you can 
reach new markets, new audiences, that type of thing. Um, obviously, without yeah. divulging too much of your guys' strategy, like what are the conversations yeah. like with the team at the label to break into those new markets, which is something difficult for Zimbabwean rap to do? Yeah, collaborations, man. Collaborations are what are going to do it. And uh, for me personally, what, what I do stress the most is, because I don't want to make it seem like we are literally just bulldozing or buying our way, you know what I mean? Um, that's why, like, I was honored to do, like, a project with, have a project with Loki. I was honored to have a project with Holy Alpha, you know what I mean? Because these are names that are bubbling up. And if I'm able to create a little network or connection where we are all rising together, you know what I mean? I feel like it's more beneficial than just simply saying, oh, get me so-and-so because the numbers look good, you know what I mean? So for me, that's what I stress to them the most. But definitely collaborations is what is, I feel is what's going to take it to that level. It, it's, what, it's what got Jarpraiser to that level, you know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's what I think. That's what I think we should do. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. No, 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 no. Definitely, definitely. So, w- which which singles are, are we getting? Are we getting videos and visuals for man? Um, we're still having those discussions. You know what I mean? Definitely, Mtukuzi Flow is coming out. That one is coming out pretty soon, sooner than you think. Uh, I'm also I'm also a bit of a. Uh, mysterious in the ways in the ways I work, you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> so it, it it will it will come. I know probably I want to shoot like four videos of that project. If if I if I was to have my way and everything j- that just goes well, you know what I mean. Because sometimes the climate the climate of the game can change, the climate of the world can change, and a different message or a different sound is necessary. And you know what I mean. In in February, I might have a banger. That needs to be addressed there and then. You feel mm. me? So, as of now, definitely, I know I want to get four, four, four videos of that project. And I feel if I do that, I would have told the big Mofu story adequately. I'm even working on a documentary. Um, but yeah, people can just. All right, all right, okay. Ah, so, so my man, you are doing you are doing many things. You're in many ads. Um, December's coming around. Obviously, it's now very pumped. I would rather rather backed up with with events and performances. Where can your fans expect yeah. to see you? Well, to see me, man. On the second, we we're active in the city of Kings. On the seventeenth, that that's the one that's really like. Kind of hyped. Makazi is coming to Zim. Wow. So when is she coming? When is she coming? On the seventeenth. So you know what I mean. We'll be we'll be turning up with Makazi on the seventeenth. Um, the other ones, I'm sure, I'm yet to really just confirm. You know, money is important. You know what I mean. <laughs> so once once we get that, that's when I'll know these other gigs. But the ones where we've got the stacks, yeah, I. I at 17th definitely we on all right man ah, that's dope that's dope okay. this this has sounded too much like a formal interview so now let's just hit a catch-up session man so talk to me I say, how you been man what's, what's going on what's, what's happening over there dog you know right hey, i've been here chilling bro taking life one day at a time you how's it been bro ah uh, don't even ask i don't like this has probably been my the busiest i've ever been in my life this this has been intense but that's a good thing uh yeah man we're trying to try trying to see what we can do 
you know, I mean, working with a few more artists now, um, obviously doing yeah, a lot of agency I work. So, yeah, man, it's just been a, a hectic and busy time. It's going to get more hectic and busy. There's a few more artists we're, we're landing in a couple of weeks that, that we're trying yeah. to work with as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'll definitely yeah, yeah. I'll definitely be hitting you up um, once those those collabs um, line up. Now I I just don't know if I can go to you directly or not. I need to get clearance from the label. You know what I mean? We'll see. <laughs> you talk to me first, and then we take it forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> I right, man, that, well, well, that's dope. So I don't I don't want to rush through it, but let's let's pick like two or three songs in fact I'll, I'll pick my favorite and then we'll rush through we'll play through a few more and you can like just give us a little bit of background okay. on, on some of these tracks because uh i've been feeling i think okay. obviously mtukuzi flow that's the one that, that's my jam i think the other one yeah. is, is, is this one right here like the minister will never <laughs> stop for the police man never stop for the cops Ain't nobody got time for that he was like, if they want me to stop, they can follow me if they want. <laughs> Ain't no tens, no twenties or fifties, we keep it a hundred. Police on the block, I don't pay him no mic, cause we paying for freedom with dollars. I'm deep in the bug, they be talking about, damn, the big mohofu, he a problem. But me and the gang, we be keeping the G. We be keeping the G. Yeah, we keeping the G. Universal, so it's something to see. It's full in Mali, cause the fam gotta eat. Police wanna talk, we forget how to speak. Yeah, see all of my meats. Combi driver, I'm in the streets. Colonize, so the dollar is king. Third world, EDM. Ain't no tens, no twenties, or fifties. We keep it a hundred. Police on the black, I don't pay him no mic. Nah, man, this is a tune right here. Who did the beat on this, bruh? So there's a homie of mine called Malo. He's from Skies, he's based in Germany. So he produced the whole tape, actually. All the beats on that thing, except for the bonus, Tebelele, mm. all the beats on that were by Mars. Yeah. Oh, man. I know this that, This is an actual, actual, actual factual jam, man. Nah, <laughs> thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. So outside of Mutuku, I think that was, that was actually the first song I did for the project. <laughs> I recorded that like last year. Ah, yeah, no, I can tell, I can tell, I can tell the bars are fresh. I can tell the bars are fresh. So, outside of Mutuku Z Flow, which is your favorite track of the project? Um, yo, the, my favorite track of the project, I think it's between the business and yo, the business. Hey, the, the the business definitely. Then there's a tie between nothing to lose and learn to live. Like. So why don't you just run through like with those three, learn to live, nothing to lose the business. What's special about each track? What's special about each track? Um, mm. The business I feel is hard. That one is just, it's got a crazy bounce. And like initially we, we actually had like Janimbi skits, you know what I mean? So hearing his voice on it just gave this whole energy to the song, man. And, Holy Alpha came through and did like she did justice. You know what I mean? She did absolute justice to that thing. Initially, I wanted like in my imagination, I pictured like a Kiki or Nadia and a Kai on that. You know what I mean? Um, after thinking about it and going through some of uh, the other options or more options, you know, listening to more uh, female voices, then I came across Holy Alpha, and I feel like man. She did. She did justice to that. So I like that one, just because it's hard, just because it's wavy. A lot of people were saying ASAP can't make like 
bravado type tracks you know what i mean i'm always about the contest and positivity so that one was just there to say yo i can i can talk my talk as well um nothing to lose i guess the whole drill bounce it's a wave it's um it's also like a mission statement i've got nothing to lose i've got nothing to prove because a lot of people can want to check me on certain things but i'm invincible bro you know what i mean so i've got nothing to lose i've got nothing to prove to anybody so i'm gonna do my thing um and as for learn to live i mean that's the most personal track on the project um and the way we wrote it the way the vocals were structured and layered biggie we did an amazing job um yeah man that one just touches my soul you know i can't wait to do like an acoustic version or a version with like a whole choir or something you know what i mean i feel like we can really expand on that song and make it more than just what it is right now so i, lo- I love that record yeah all right all right, all right man dope 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 so I, I think we'll, we'll play out with just just to keep it different. We'll play out with the business, but ASAP, man, you know that anytime you wanna you wanna holler at us, anytime you, you wanna platform, anytime you wanna listen, you know, what I mean, chat with the listeners, just just hit us up. This is this. It's basically you're the oh. third, you're the third Twimbo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. But hey, yo, can you tell me though? Maybe Bella, mm. Danny getting married. Yeah, yeah, Every, he's growing up, man, you know what I mean? They grow up so fast. Beautiful. I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. <laughs> nah, I was excited when I saw that, no lie. I was excited when I saw that. First him. Uh, yeah, no, man. You know, it's touching stuff. So I'll be flying out tomorrow morning, uh, catch up with them over the weekend. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, man, tell him Ace, I wish you was there. But it's all gravy. <laughs> uh, that's all good, man. No, thank thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We'll hit you up. Nah, thanks, man. We'll, we'll hit you up when the visuals drop. Sure, sure. Um, and we'll see. We'll see you. It's award season as well, so we'll probably catch at these awards um, in the near future. Yeah. But all yeah. the all the good, all yes, the best, sir. man. Still catching up again. Blessings, blessings. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Shout out to you. Bless, bless. <laughs>